20th century was the dawn of some of the most important, revolutionary, and world-changing inventions in all of human history. The conceptual foundations for many of these inventions was conceived in the decades and centuries that led up to the 20th century, but it is undeniable that the 20th century was phenomenal where invention and innovation are concerned. For example, the 20th century brought us nuclear power, the personal computer, the airplane, rocketry, antibiotics, the television, the internet, thanks Al Gore, and of course, the teenager. That's right, the teenager is a fairly recent invention. Of course, people have been transitioning from 12 years old to 13 years old for a very long time. But the segmentation of a class or a subculture identified as teenager is a relatively new creation. There are several different factors that led to the development of the teenager, and you can actually find some interesting articles on the topic online. One such article appeared in the Saturday Evening Post a few years ago, and it identified three 20th century trends that contributed to the advent of the teenage culture. First was the rise of compulsory education. Second, the post-war economic boom. And third, the invention or the wide distribution or use of the automobile. Derek Thompson, the article's author, makes a great case for these three trends being that which led to the rise of teenage culture. And I'm sure that there are other contributing factors in addition to these as well. But it is clear that prior to the 20th century, there wasn't really a gap or a bridge between childhood and adulthood, which meant that children were expected to mature much faster. And there were clear rites of passage that were often ritualistically instantiated almost universally across cultures. Today, we not only have a bridge from childhood to adulthood, the teenage years, but now we have extended this maturing runway to include subcultures for college students, young adults, and a new category that is called emerging adulthood. As we've extended the maturing runway, we as a culture have lessened the expectations that we now place upon individuals such that now... When you meet an individual, say, in their early 20s, that has their life mostly put together, that is, their education is mostly complete, they have an orientation towards a career and a plan or a desire for marriage and a family in the not-too-distant future, when you meet that person, you almost feel as though you have encountered a rarity on the level of Sasquatch or a unicorn. College and university, once the launchpad for a primarily professionally oriented career is now an extended summer camp-esque environment in which you can add to your core classes curiosity expanding courses like the following the sociology of Miley Cyrus politicizing Beyonce the politics of Kanye West the physics of Star Trek coffee 101 I might actually like that one and this one's interesting wasting time on the internet that might actually be what you're doing right now. Just think you could actually get college credit for this. Clearly, we have extended the maturing runway substantially. It's truly a wonder with such a long runway that people have such a difficult time getting their lives off the ground. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, the soft bigotry of low expectations. I think we could call this the slow train wreck of low expectations. Throughout most of history and still in much of the rest of the non-Western world, there's a relatively small gap between childhood and adulthood. And while I recognize that in a post-20th century Western world, 
what is sometimes referred to as the weird society. It is unlikely that people could quickly move from childhood to adulthood without some bridge to help them succeed in a highly educated post-industrial society. Our bridge should be expected to help people become functioning, contributing members of society. So here's a thought to go with your coffee. At 12 years of age, still considered a child in the Jewish world of the first century, Jesus astonished the ruling religious elite by his understanding and his answers. And from that time, from 12 years on, he increased in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and men. And in this, I think we would do well to be more Christ-like. Something to think about. We'll see you next time.